0: you'll find here a helpful liberal, religious and philosophical reflection that encourages you to journey through life, making footprints rather than blueprints. Welcome. I have seen in my solitude very clear things that are not true. On living the liberal religious life together, a short thought for the day offered to the Cambridge Unitarian Church as part of the Sunday service of Mindful Meditation, have seen in my solitude very clear things that are not true. So wrote the Spanish poet Antonio Mercado. And I cite his proverb because, when I write my weekly thought for the day for you, I always find myself in solitude at my desk, or, more often than not, lying atop the bed with a laptop propped up on my knees and a cup of tea by my side. However, in at least two senses... I am not entirely alone in my solitude. Firstly, I am with the author of the words which form the proximate cause of the piece I am struggling to write, in this case Antonio Mercado, and, as you will soon hear, always also with the words of Jesus and Socrates. Secondly, I am with you in that, as I write, I genuinely try to imagine you all before me, This act of the imagination often gives me pause because it forces me to ask questions like Come on, Andrew, can you really say and mean that? Or Can you or should you really say that in this way? In consequence, many, many words, lines, whole paragraphs and sometimes entire pieces are deleted in the process. But Despite these two ways in which I try not to be alone as I write, I cannot deny that, like most writers, I nearly always write in solitude. So another strategy I employ as I write to counter my solitude is to check my facts. Sometimes I'll check something before I cite it as being fact, that's anti-hoc, whilst other times I only check something after I've written it down as fact, that's post-hoc. Having done this for 22 years now, I am deeply ashamed at just how many times a post-hoc fact-check has blown this or that idea or claim of mine to smithereens and caused me to begin again. I shudder to think how many untruths, despite my best efforts, have still got through and into my own publicly spoken words. Despair and disappointment about this aside... My hope is always, of course, that out of the wreckage some extremely small fragment of truth remains that I can deliver to you on a Sunday morning with a genuinely clean heart and full belief or full pathos. And yet, and yet, for all that, Mikado's words continue to nag painfully at me because I'm acutely aware just how many times in my solitude – Despite all the checks and balances I try to put in place and keep in play, I have still seen very clear things that are not true, and I have therefore offered up to you that same untrue thing with an entirely clean heart and full belief or pathos. Forgive me, mea culpa. And this in a nutshell is why the examples of the human Jesus and Socrates remain so important to me personally, and to the liberal religious and philosophical tradition to which a church like this belongs. Because, on the one hand, Jesus offers us a tried and tested way of being together in the world that collapses all our complex metaphysical beliefs and theories about God into the simple, if always challenging, call to love our neighbours as ourselves. Remember, that includes our enemies and which strongly suggests to us that whatever God is or might be, God is only to be found in our relationships with each other in this world. And Socrates, on the other hand, offers us a practical way of testing the truths or otherwise of our ideas and opinions, not in solitude, but together, through the conversational method of critical inquiry called the Elenchus, better known today as the Socratic method. And this means that in this church community what you're being asked to trust in is neither me per se as the minister nor the things I have seen in my solitude that I believe are true but instead you are being asked to trust the liberal religious process which promotes both the love of neighbour including our enemies and a Socratic form of critical inquiry that has formed and is still forming someone like me and I hope someone like you. I know that this community-centred philosophical and religious process I have seen and just outlined for you today is true because it is only in your creative, critical and compassionate company that it is possible for me continually to pay attention to, become aware of and be mindful about just how easy it is to see in my solitude very clear things that are not true. And that brings us to the end of this edition of the Making Footprints Not Blueprints podcast. So, farewell for now, and remember, tomorrow a new walk is a new walk. See you on the path.